Welcome to Beyond Blathers, the podcast where we dive deeper into the insects, fish, and fossils you can find in Animal Crossing New Horizons. I'm Olivia DeBercier. And I'm Sophia Osborne. And if you want to support the show, please check out our merch store at etsy.com slash shop slash beyondblathers to see all the stickers and postcards we have for sale. And you can also join our Patreon to receive a monthly sticker and print in the mail. So this week, I wanted to follow up last week's episode on whelks by talking about all kinds of different sea snails. Yeah, I'm excited. I Yeah, we talked generally about sea snails, but I want to hear some fun little sea snail facts. Yeah, I just felt like I got kind of cheated out of getting to talk about sea snails as a whole, since whelks are a specific family of sea snail, and they're not really honestly even the most exciting family, so I'm excited to talk about more, (laughs) more different types of sea snails. But yeah, if you remember from last week, whelks are a family of sea snail called the Buchinidae. We also talked about how sea snail is a common name that just refers to any marine gastropod mollusk that lives in the sea. So there's a lot of diversity in this group. I thought today we could talk about five specific interesting species of sea snails that I had a lot of fun researching. We should also say that if you want to hear more about sea snails, the sea butterfly, which is a creature we did an episode about quite a while ago, is also technically a sea snail. And I think if I were to like round up the most memorable episodes we've ever done, the sea butterfly would definitely be on there because I felt like we did that episode and I just like had my mind repeatedly blown. So I do recommend that one. Yeah, I really loved that episode. And there was a whole thing about Blathers fully misidentifying the sea butterfly as the sea angel. So the thing that you see pictured in the game is a sea angel, not a sea butterfly. But we did talk about sea butterflies in that episode. They look a lot more like a sea snail that's like transparent and floating through the ocean. They're so cool and very beautiful and magical. So I'd recommend that episode. Yeah, they really do look like they're glowing. They're beautiful. So let's get to your list, Sophia. Yeah, so the first species that I wanted to talk about is the Florida fighting conch, or Strombus alatus. And they're a species of warm water sea snail that can be found in the western Atlantic Ocean and the Gulf of Mexico. There's also a similar West Indian fighting conch that some people classify as a subspecies. But I want to talk about them because they sound really intimidating, right? Like I saw the name and I was like, ooh, this is going to be really cool. But they're actually pretty small, up to four inches, and they are actually herbivores. Oh. So unlike the whelks, who are fearsome predators, these guys are just cruising the ocean floor for yummy plant matter to eat. And they do have a small pointed foot, which they will use to defend against predators, including you if you try to pick them up. Apparently, they seem to be pretty popular aquarium snails. But I just, yeah, I wanted to feature them because I like that they present this tough image, but they're actually just sweet little herbivores. And I thought I thought it was good to kind of highlight that a lot of sea snails are herbivores. Whelks are, yeah, carnivorous and kind of pretty fearsome predators. So I just wanted to sort of contrast that with the, the fighting conch. Okay, so the fighting conch is kind of cute, but will also throw hands if necessary. Yeah, like, like they okay. they will they will 
punch you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> With a spike. Spiky foot. I guess they'll kick yes. you. Probably more accurate. Yeah, it is a foot after all. Yeah. So second, we have the horse conch or Triplofusus giganteus. As you can probably tell from the name, these guys get very big. Now, last week, I mentioned the largest living snail in the world, the Australian trumpet. And these are not quite as big as that species. They're actually considered the second largest living snail in the world. And so they're still very big. Their shells get up to 60 centimeters or 23 inches. So that's huge. That's basically two feet. Very, very big snail. I would definitely recommend looking up a photo. They're they're just crawling around and like they look like it's like a pig with a shell on the back or something. Like they're really Oh my goodness. (laughs) A pig with a shell. Oh. Yeah, that's that's unnecessarily large. What is that? 60 centimeters. I'm trying to imagine that. How long is the average ruler? Like 30 centimeters? 30, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's a that's a big snail. You could like you could throw that like a football. Yeah. Like the Florida fighting conch, they're also found on the Atlantic coast of the US and the Gulf of Mexico. And they are the largest snail that you will find in the United States. Unfortunately, the sizes of their shells have actually been decreasing due to overharvesting. Yeah, we always encourage listeners maybe to reconsider buying shells on your vacation. Not as sustainable as they may seem. Yeah. And unlike the fighting conch, these horse conches are predatory and they'll actually eat other gastropods, including other conches and whelks. So I wouldn't want one of these coming after me. <laughs> yeah, that that sounds pretty, pretty scary. Although, I don't know. Really, how fast is that thing moving? I guess there's a reason it's eating other conches and whelks. <laughs> None of those things are particularly fast. It's kind of like zombies. Yeah. Maybe they can wear you down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just have to keep running forever. That's a little spooky. I don't like that image. It reminds me of the scary pants. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about this. The like Dr. Seuss book with the pants with no one in them. And this, these pants just slowly keep following this person around. Like the scariest horror children's book I ever read. I never read that. <laughs> I never read this. It was the scariest book. And I saw a TikTok. I don't know, like a year ago or something of someone being like, Kate, this book is so scary. And them reading the book on TikTok. And I was like, Kate, thank you. Someone else acknowledges that this book like <laughs> was the scariest thing. I It, it just haunts me to this day. Anyway, that's, that's what I so think funny. of anytime I think of something like slowly wearing you down. It's the pants with no one in them. Isn't there like a, I don't know, is it sort of a thought experiment like you know, would you take like a million dollars, but there's a snail that just like, if it catches you, will kill you. (laughs) I feel like like that's like an old Tumblr post. Yeah. That's where I feel like I would have seen that. (laughs) Yeah. I was thinking about that while I was doing this episode. Maybe that's where I was. Yeah. That also. Yeah. I have nothing more to say on that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, next we have the purple ring top snail or Calliostoma annulatum. And I want to talk about them because I just absolutely love their shells. They don't look real. They look like 
like a jewelry box or something. Oh my goodness. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's it does look like kind of like tacky costume jewelry. Yeah, right. But like the fact that it's in nature makes it incredible. Yeah, everyone should look them up. They have orangey yellow shells that have these rings or bands of bright purple. And yeah, they just really remind me of being like a preteen girl in like 2008. And I don't know. It's <laughs> it's like Lizzie McGuire, Polly Pockets. It totally girls. is. It is that color palette, hundred yeah. percent. The we groovy girls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That sort of like goldy orange with the purple, like the lavender yeah. purple. Mm-hmm. I see it. These are incredibly aesthetic snails. Yeah, very specific aesthetic. <laughs> And their range is all the way from northern Alaska to northern Mexico. And what's really cool is they actually inhabit kelp forests. Oh, wow. They seem so tropical. I know, right? Like, I I would not place them around here. Yeah. Oh, how neat. Yeah. I guess they kind of have the same colors as sea stars, right? Like orange and purple. Yeah, like looking at photos of them in their environment, they don't actually look all that out of place. And I can't tell to what degree some of these photos are photoshopped as well. Yeah, that too. But yeah, in the kelp forest, they're specifically found on the mid- on the middle part of the kelp. And there are other sea- species of sea snails that also live on the kelp and will live at different regions of the kelp with some living closer to the bottom and some living up in the canopy. So very hyper-specific habitat there. Cool. They can also sometimes be found in the intertidal zone. So you can keep an eye out for those. And yeah, I just didn't realize that this pretty sea snail was just chilling in the kelp forests off British Columbia where I live. It'd be pretty cool to find a shell like that when you're beachcombing. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever seen one that looked like that. Neat. Okay, our penultimate sea snail. Also, just penultimate is my favorite word, so I had to put it in there. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, our penultimate snail is the bubble snail or bubble shells, which I wanted to talk about because this is an order of marine gastropod mollusks that's actually between a sea snail and a sea slug. So this doesn't quite fit into my list, really. It's not actually a species. It's a whole order of sea snails, most of which have these fragile globular shells that often don't cover their whole bodies. They just kind of look like a even like a little a little fragile growth or something. And in some species, the shell is really reduced or even embedded in their bodies. Yeah, I mean, I just Googled a photo of them and like, I honestly don't know what I'm looking at like they're beautiful but also I guess they kind of look like a nudibranch with a shell on them yeah or like a pregnant nudibranch or something yeah (laughs) like and they look really cute they kind of have this like I don't know they must be sensory organs of some kind they look like two cute little eyes on the tops of their head like yeah they look very cartoony yeah they have large heads that are called head shields. They kind of look like like a shovel almost. And they use those to plow through the sand because they often live just below the sand. And they also secrete mucus around their bodies so that they can move through the coarse 
sand that they live in. Oh, I mean, that's kind of gross, but also like they're just <laughs> so darn cute. Like, ah, I just I want like a little plushie of them. I and They're just so like amorphously blobby and cute. Yeah, I think they're really cute. And this is quite a large order and they can be found around the world, including here again off the west coast of Canada. So I feel very excited about sea snails <laughs> personally. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to know these exist as well. I like this. Okay, and is everybody ready for our last sea snail? Because I really saved the best for last. Oh, absolutely. I feel like some of our listeners may have heard of this snail. It's the volcano snail. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they are also known as the scaly foot gastropod, the scaly foot snail, and the sea pangolin, which is just such an amazing it's name. So- cute and like that's so accurate for what they are it's so accurate but their scientific name is actually chrysomalin squamiferum (laughs) that just rolls off the tongue yeah super casual (laughs) but they have great names and are just so cool and they are deep sea hydrothermal vent snails Just so unique, they are known only from deep sea hydrothermal vents in the Indian Ocean, specifically just three vents. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. I guess, (laughs) I wonder if, like, that's only because we don't tend to go to those vents very often, but what do I know? Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not sure. I was really surprised. There's a lot of information about these snails. Like, we could do a whole episode on them someday if we wanted to. Yeah, because I was like... They're only found at these three vents, but there's different populations at each vent and they have their different colors, which is cool. Yeah, but they have been found at depths up to 2,900 meters or 1.8 miles deep. Yeah, I have a hard time picturing that. Just, yeah, two two miles down, three kilometers down, basically. Wow. And these hydrothermal vents release hot water mixed with potentially dangerous metal-based compounds like iron. So this is not a normal habitat, but the volcano snails are adapted to it. Now, before we go further, unless you're driving or something or cooking, I insist you must look up a photo of these guys if you haven't seen them because I'm pretty sure they look unlike any snail you've ever seen. Unfortunately, they're pretty small. I feel like when you look at the photos of them, they they make them look really big. Yeah, because I feel like the main photo was just like on a black background with no context. And it's a very HD photo, which makes it seem like a really big animal. Yeah, they look like they could be huge, but the average width of the adult shells is just three centimeters or basically an inch long. So that's that's pretty pretty small. Yeah. I wanted them to be actual pangolin size. That would be very cool. <laughs> I mean, then it would be competing with the other giant snails we've talked about. Yeah. And I don't think these vents could probably support <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they'd all just crumble. animals that big. But their shell is made up of three layers and it's incredibly tough. The outer layer is rich in iron sulfites. So they basically have an iron shell which is pretty cool. That is really cool. And in terms of their body, they have scale-like sclerites all along the sides of their foot that are also made of iron sulfites. No other living or extinct gastropods have sclerites on their skin like this, 
and no other living animal is known to use iron sulfites in this way, either in their skeletons or exoskeletons. So these are very unique animals. Oh, that is so cool. I just, oh, man, that's just like having armor in your body in such a, I was going to say in a metal way, but that's that's a real pun right there. <laughs> like, literally metal. Literally yeah, they metal. Literally, they literally have like armor fused to them. Oh, that's so cool. They're like cyborgs, but in nature. Yeah, they're amazing. So why do they have these sclerites? We don't know for sure, but one theory is that they might help protect the snails from the dangerous fluid coming out of these hydrothermal vents. Another theory is that the sclerites might be deposits of toxic sulfite waste by the bacteria that live on these snails and undergo chemosynthesis, which is the process of making food using chemicals as their energy source. And these bacteria are extremely important to the snails because scientists think that this bacteria is actually how the volcano snails are getting energy. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they're not even really eating. What? Yeah. What happens is that the snails have an enlarged esophageal gland where these chemosynthetic bacteria live. These bacteria turn iron, carbon, nitrogen, and other compounds into energy, and the snail is able to absorb that energy that the bacteria creates. So I tried to understand how it is absorbing it. I, I It feels very magical to me. I don't understand how chemistry works, <laughs> but this is what I read. <laughs> okay, so in summary, the snails have basically a throat pouch, like esophageal, that's like in the throat, right? Yeah. And they have bacteria living in their throat producing automatic energy. That is unbelievable. How did they figure that out? I don't know. Like, I I mean, if it were you, maybe you should do an episode on them one time because I, I was not going to read these scientific papers. <laughs> it's, sometimes it's really hard to read the methods. I, I Like, I would think they would have had to collect some and then bring them to the surface to figure this out. Yeah. And to take those photos and everything, right? Yeah. Huh. Well, that's really interesting. Yeah. Unfortunately, I have kind of a sad footnote to this story, which is that these snails are actually on the IUCN red list now as an endangered species because the vents that they call home are being threatened by deep sea mining. Ugh, come on. Yeah. One of <laughs> the the biggest threat that deep sea mining poses. <laughs> <laughs> the the threat of the snail. No, that that is a bummer. It's so sad that these snails that live like three kilometers deep in the ocean in these like toxic vents can't even escape yeah, our honestly. impact. <laughs> There's like no place to hide. Oh, that's dark. Yeah. Like good stuff. They shouldn't even know that we exist. Yeah. They should have never seen us. Ugh, that's a bummer. And on that note. <laughs> But yeah, I'm really glad we got to talk about this species today and the other species. Sea snails are really cool. Also, just a little plug to go back and revisit our, our sea slug nudibranch episode as well, because that, that was a lot of fun too. So mm -hmm. yeah, we love, we love our marine gastropods. They're so cute. 
Well, thanks so much, Sophia, and thanks everyone for listening. If you want to support the show, you can join our Patreon to get exclusive rewards, and you can check out our Etsy shop to see this to see the stickers and postcards we have for sale. And you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Tune in next week to learn more about the insects, fish, and fossils you can find in Animal Crossing New Horizons. Bye! Bye!